take that deep breath, connect to your heart. And um, I like to ask myself, what do I need? And I mean, I could even take it farther and ask each of my bodies what they need. So like, okay, physical body, what do you need most right now? What do you need? What would be the most nourishing thing for you or most supportive thing? And following through with that, right? Like if it is the walk, then actually taking that walk, you know, if it is rest, which also sometimes it's going to be rest, taking that next step. But that powerful question Having that self-inquiry, getting real with myself when no one else is around, to me, that's what integrity is. Welcome to Weighing In on Happy, the only podcast that dives deep into discussions around weight, eating disorders, mental health, body image, intuitive eating, wellness, confidence, and so much more. Each week, you'll be coached through different stories and strategies on how to start living your best life today. So if you're ready, here's your host, Victoria Evans. This episode of Weighing and Unhappy has been brought to you by my 90 Days to Food Freedom one-on-one coaching program. This is my signature coaching program helping you stop food fear, guilt, and sabotage so that you can eat effortlessly and intuitively. If you're curious to learn more, I invite you to book a free consult call at www.calendly.com forward slash Victoria Evans forward slash 30 minutes. That'll be below for you in the show notes. I hope to hear from you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to Weighing In On Happy. I'm Victoria Evans, a science-based intuitive eating coach. Today, I'm thrilled to introduce and be joined by life coaches and thought leaders, Jessica Armstrong and Mackenzie Raymond. They are reaching the unheard burden millennial woman searching for a retreat from the reality in new innovative ways. On their show, The Good Enough Podcast, they open up about their own struggles, share vulnerable topics, and have insightful guests. Their mission is to bring awareness to our innate magnificence so we can thrive as our most authentic selves. Jessica and Mackenzie, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you. We are really excited to be here too. Victoria, so happy. Thank you for having us on. And um, I just made an Instagram post about how podcasts don't have middle names, but if they did, ours would be collaboration. (laughs) And it just feels so amazing to get to connect with you and, you know, like listen to your podcast and just continue to really um, grow this movement and collaborate and um, spread the word to amazing women. Yeah. Which brings us to the good enough podcast, because I am, I saw this on social media. I think you maybe had a guest on who I knew anyway, somehow it popped up on Instagram and I started listening and I started watching you guys it's like, I love these girls. They're amazing. I want to have them on oh. my podcast, <laughs> which is like the best thing about podcasts. I'm like these people are unreal, have wonderful knowledge. Let me invite them on for a conversation. Um, so yeah, what inspired you to want to start that podcast? Tell us about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Jessica and I met back in Colorado. I was just actually reflecting. It was just over, or yeah, just over a year ago, which feels crazy. Like what even is time? Um, but we met at a yoga class that I was teaching and it was on mother's day. And my whole theme was around mother nature and just this divine connection that we all have with that mother. And after class, um, Jessica and I connected and then chatted a little bit, but it was later that week that she actually reached out for life coaching services. And so her and I started working together Uh, first as coach and client. And then really it did just form into this beautiful friendship after um, 
coaching together. I moved away pretty shortly after we have met and we made this commitment to one another. Um, both of us, I think, just gained so much out of our conversations that we had. And we would create these little phone dates and I would like go on a walk or just, you know, be folding my laundry and we'd have these amazing conversations and I would come out of them just feeling so much lighter and feeling Mm. more inspired and um, having a podcast was something that I had always dreamed about. And I had kind of like casually mentioned it to Jessica as we were (laughs) life coaching because that was one of her dreams as well. And um it was honestly just like during one of those conversations that Jessica was like, I think I'm ready. And I was like, really? I'm like, should we do this together? Like, is this what we're doing? Is this where we're supposed to be going? And, um, you know, it really felt so divinely aligned. All of the signs were there. And so we started to record. And honestly, it was kind of this messy action at first where we just hit record and we're like, we don't even know what we're really doing, (laughs) but we just know that it feels really good to have these conversations. And eventually um, we did end up hiring an editor and just kind of taking some more of those steps so that we could really make it this beautiful production that it now is. Yeah, if I was going to do a podcast, I knew once I met Mackenzie, I was like, I knew she was going to be like, my partner in that so like it was so cool when we both kind of were on the same page and just said that we're we both had that kind of space and we were like ready so yeah it was definitely very it's all it's always felt very cosmic Mm, yeah no go go on I was gonna say I love that like I feel like when things just fall into place like that and they just feel so I I've had so many situations in my life where things have like just fall into place in that way where I would just get like, would be like, I'd be in a meditation. I'd be like, just pop my head to do something or how I met my now fiance was like, go to Portugal, like go to Porto this weekend. Oh, yeah. I like those little moments, those little nuggets that lead to the next thing. So, but sorry, carry on. It, it feels like such a gift. Like it feels like a, like you can feel it coming in um, as like a gift from the universe. You're like, okay. I see you. I see what you're doing there. And it's just, yeah, it's like almost an extra, you're like, I'm ready to move forward with this. And um, yeah, it was always something that I was excited to do with Mackenzie. And because not only do I think we have, you know, similar energies and we're definitely both um, open to evolving our knowledge around healing modalities, but every time we talk, we come to these like new realizations or even they almost felt like little coaching sessions, you you know, even naturally. So I was like, you know, other women need to hear this stuff. And, um, you know, I had really been on this kick of wanting to be vulnerable more with my friends, but then I was like, you know, we all really need to start doing that. And I think that's really what we wanted to bring out through the podcast and kind of provide a safe space for that and be like, Oh, listen to these girls sharing their stuff and understanding and still having that love and compassion for themselves. Like I can do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've always imagined the show being more than a podcast. Like we always kind of talked about it as this huge vision. Like our dream just goes so much farther beyond like with in-person meetups and events and future retreats. And so I think both of us are naturally big dreamers and so the fact Mm -hmm. that we could kind of connect on that as well and I think also in 
creating this movement, you know, like the idea of the good enough podcast, we had these amazing conversations, we knew the feeling of wanting to share this with other women. But like, there was this point where there was a little bit of a struggle where I'm like, okay, what do we call this podcast? And like, just in the baby, (laughs) you know, in the process part of it of like, what are these next steps and naming it felt like this big, you know, job and pages and pages of like, Oh my God. <laughs> so many notes. And like, how are we going to capture the essence of what we're hoping people feel? And so um, it was just like, again, in one of those organic conversations, and we're just bouncing ideas off of each other. And, you know, for me, just one of the things that I've learned most in owning my own business and leading this kind of life where I'm on a healing journey is um, really recovering from being a perfectionist. And so mm-hmm owning like enough the idea of enough is something that I truly have had to learn and practice and so even as we were like first in these baby steps I caught myself multiple times you know hearing myself back or or coming up with you know some description and then doing that thing where I would beat myself up and go I don't know and you know is it good enough and so then (laughs) after we talked a little bit more I'm like is it supposed to be the good enough podcast? And like, that's the whole (laughs) point is like, however it looks, it's good enough. And honestly, that has just become like my motto in in this work and in my life now. And um, I can honestly say that it feels so good to just like take this pressure off of myself that I've had and to also Mm -hmm. get to work with other women who know that how I show up is going to be enough and I'm going to be met with that same energy you know, to work with someone like Jessica, where we can be just so fully transparent and be like, hey, (laughs) my energy is not there for recording today. And just know that that's okay. And that we're going to show up in a better energy, you know, in the future. I think that is so powerful. And it gets easier to do that. Like every time that I can do that for myself, um, I think it just becomes easier. So yeah, just starting to have those conversations around like, how we have collectively felt like we're not enough and maybe beat ourselves up or shame ourselves. Um, so yeah, it all ties in. Yeah. Oh man. I feel like the theme of so much of my life could be feeling like not enough and how that related to my recovery journey. And I love that you, you know, you're talking about vulnerability and, you know, giving this permission through your podcast to speak about, you know, how you're feeling, what's going on, saying, I can't show up for this right now. And this is what's going on for me. And I don't feel good enough when I'm struggling with perfectionism, like real conversations that need to happen instead of this fake world that can so often be betrayed on social media where everything's wonderful and you have your green smoothie in the morning and pilates and la 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 and I'm like oh my god no I'm I'm crying it was just daylight savings <laughs> and <Yeah>. I was <laughs> down and I can message some of my friends I'm like guys I am struggle bussing <laughs> like I am not doing well with this darkness and then we all started like sharing in a chat being like yeah it's 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 tough you know and the vulnerability and being able to speak your truth and having conversations around enoughness and what does that mean and perfectionism. It's so powerful and so necessary and so healing. So thank you guys for, you know, bringing this together. And I'm excited to be on your podcast later this week um, and kind of speak to that a bit, um, you know, the good enough kind of side of things uh, in terms of how I went through it. Now I coach people, especially around like perfectionism and body and, you know, the topic of, or the name of my podcast, weighing in on happy, where your weight doesn't make you happy. So weigh in on all the things that do make you happy and feel fulfilled and excited about life. So 
Well, and that's so wonderful. That's kind of that um, idea of this like positive psychology, this new way um, that I know for me, I've been diving into. Um, I myself uh, have been sober from alcohol for many, many, many years. And um, that that therapy has evolved over time. And, you know, really that my abuse with it was all kind of around that not being good enough that had was the theme of my childhood um and so forth but like you know the it's interesting that I knew when I I became sober I would need therapy and I would need to heal from things in the past and it was interesting though how um I've evolved in that space and how now what I really find works the best is these more positive ways of looking at how we can love and embrace how we are uniquely because that's really where we're losing ourselves in this not enoughness, which is just something that our society and others have, have put on us. I mean, we have a lot of trauma as millennials from with body image um, as you know, we had an episode on that as well. Um, and it's just, you know, you, you're in this negative loop all the time. You have this negative feedback loop telling you you're not a good enough, not good enough all the time. And for me, it was, you know, a lot of times I'd be like, people say, just, you need to find out how to get to the gym. You need to find out how to get out in nature more. You know, you, you need more water or you, you need to get a routine in the morning. And so here I am like, wow, beating myself up. Cause I can't get any of this stuff done to the point that it makes me feel any better because it's not, that's not the issue. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've been working more with like IFS inner family systems. Um, we do the EFT tapping, which McKinsey, um, (laughs) introduced to me. Um, but these are all things that come down to honoring who you are and your truth. And, um, learning to really love these parts that don't feel good, even the ones that are saying things that don't feel good, um, because they're really just hurt from the past and they've been there to protect you and they love you and (laughs) want to keep you safe. And so we're really trying to, we have to really work, um, to show them that they, that we can still be safe and trust that with, and have a more positive outlook on things, you know, have a, have more trust in the universe, um, be able to let go of things that you can't control, um, be able to be more open-minded with people who you have relationships with or people who you work with and, um, and see how you're showing up organically and, and what makes you feel good. And, you know, things like these kind of blanket ideas, like a morning routine, which doesn't work very well for me because of my ADHD, it's just, you know, you have to, it's about turning inward and knowing that no, no matter who you are and what your amazing uniqueness is and how you show up for yourself each day, whatever that looks like, it's always going to be good enough. Um, and being able to bring that positivity. in, I think is something that I know we try to do because it's, it has helped me immensely in these past, like probably just even this past year of healing, like it gets so much faster when you can, really replace that negative uh, feedback loop that you have that blocks you from 
from moving forward. I was going to also just touch on the power of our focus. Like you were saying, Mm -hmm. we get to really choose. And I think when this negative pattern or thought loop is built up, I know for myself, I have, you know, really felt like the victim to it where I almost am fighting against myself. I am, um, not in alignment with, you know, what is actually feeling good. And so like Jessica, what you were just saying with for some people, yeah, a morning routine works for you. It doesn't. And so really like the importance of setting our own self up for success and knowing that that's not defined by anything outside of us, right? Like we know, and if we can really believe that we are enough and um, start to actually believe now these more positive things that we're building up, like you were saying, it just becomes faster. It becomes a lot more enjoyable, Mm -hmm. um, more pleasant, and it does become easier for more evidence of that positive thing to be built so that, um, you know, we really can change our life. Mm -hmm. And I always used to think when I hear people being like, just be more positive, I'd be like, no, but it's the negative thing that's motivating me. So I want to like, for anyone listening, negativity and shaming yourself and beating yourself up like triggers the same part of your brain as if you're in actual physical pain pain mm. your brain does not like being in pain it wants to avoid it so then we tend to do the behaviors that we were shaming ourselves for so for example if we are shaming ourselves for eating more food than we'd wanted to and speaking negatively about ourselves what we tend to do is go eat more of that food and feel worse about ourselves and then create a self-fulfilling prophecy where we prove ourselves right for the negative self-talk. Like, see, I am a failure. See, I am this and that, Mm. which doesn't work. And like you guys are saying, it's not fun. It is not enjoyable. You know, the world is tough enough as it is, let alone when we're, you know, fighting against ourselves as well. Versus adding in a bit more of a positive approach doesn't have to be like aggressively. Anyways, my perspective, like I'm the best person in the whole world versus like, I'm working on loving myself. I'm taking action steps to support me and I'm trying my best, even though this is difficult and just adding in a bit, a layer of, it feels a bit more authentic to you, a bit more real instead of totally out of reach. And those positive, you know, those positive steps that you're taking and reinforcing yourself for that, with that praise gives you hits of dopamine, which is going to give you physical energy to move forward versus the shaming cortisol, epinephrine, adrenaline, which is going to just lead to absolute burnout. So you can make your choice and you should make the one for positives. (laughs) And And it's not always easy. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, Yeah. it definitely. I mean, it takes time for sure. It's the the starting is definitely, I would say, probably the hardest part. Um, Mm. Yeah. But um, it like actually leads me into this story around um, how like in my own journey, and I've actually seen this in a couple of my clients as well, you know, when I was on my own journey with my own fitness, my physical body and learning how to eat more intentionally and, you know, really these things that I have had to learn, um, I would say it was right soon after I graduated college that, and like right towards the end of college, when I was really just like starting to take more responsibility for the things that I was choosing to eat. And maybe if I wasn't exercising the choices that I was choosing to make. And, um, there was this time when I started to work out and I started to eat healthier, but I was mentally not progressing with my physical body. So I actually was almost how it felt 
was it was like I was preventing myself from changing because I would look in the mirror and I'd be so focused on whatever it was that I like thought was going to change for me. And it was kind of like um, an addiction, you know, when you're you're so attached to like the number of days that you've been sober. It's like I was so attached to like losing those pounds or specifically for me, the weight around my belly area. And so um, what I really recognize is the physical, emotional, mental, spiritual connection as a yoga teacher and a Reiki master and a life coach. I feel like I do really kind of touch in a lot of these different bodies. And Jessica, like similarly, how you were talking about our different parts, like with IFS, I almost see these bodies as like four different bodies, you know? So like, how is my physical doing? How is my emotional, spiritual, mental? It's almost like listening to the collective too. Like it's such a beautiful example, Mackenzie, that you gave. And like, I love that story. And like, but it's like, it is, it's like checking in with the collective, like is, is this really beautiful example? Cause ultimately, you know, we all have to heal together. It's kind of the same with our inner system. You know, we have to check in, we have to be like, Hey, how's the body doing? You know, how's the mind doing? How's our soul doing? Are we feeling connected spiritually? Like, you know, and, and, knowing that more being more connected, even with all your different spaces, and maybe your body needs a little bit more than the others. And perhaps you do need to go for a walk that day and may, you know, get some like movement in your body or dance to some music. You know, that's what I like, get the JLo up in the kitchen and, you know, feel it and get, you know, get that movement going. And it's just having that awareness and that understanding that, um, you know, our body's always talking to us. It's always telling us stuff and it's, it just wants us to, to be, it wants to be heard. Like, I think, you know, which is a, it was something even Victoria, you had, were saying in the, in the beginning, it made me think of how, you know, that's really what we, we need is, is we need to be heard more. And I think that's what our body wants too. And for me, the more I've been able to practice doing that with listening to my body and being able to know how I can make little changes to make it feel better, how I'm a, I'm learning more and connecting more. And the more I'm able to do that within myself, it's I start to see it changing around me and learning how to connect um, in other ways. So I just, I love that you pointed that, that out Mackenzie, like the different parts. Cause it just, it feels like you need to, you know, listen into everybody and say, yeah. Hey, what are you all doing today? <laughs> so many people just are so busy and are just go, go, go do, do, do. There is no B there is no opportunity to get still and listen to those messages. And, you know, I like your body's giving you messages all the time. And so often we are afraid to hear them or they're not what we want to hear or they're scary or it's related, you know, attached to a big emotion and we're not used to that. So we numb out, we distract, we avoid, we run faster. And it doesn't mean that those messages go away. They just get louder and they show up in different ways in our life until they force you to sit down and listen one way or another. And I think what you're saying in terms of checking in with the parts of yourself. Like, how are you doing? What's going on? What's coming up for you? How can I support you? And speaking to yourself in that loving, positive way, Mm. instead of a shaming, what is wrong with you? I can't believe you didn't, you know, go to the gym or do your morning routine or, you know, whatever that shamey um, thing is, right. That, that check-in is is so important because otherwise you'll get to the end of your life and be like, wow, I don't even know whose life I've just lived. I've woken up, you know, and I've missed it. And that's, so sad. I have worked with people who are 
in their seventies struggling with eating stuff. And they're like, I wasted my entire life trying to shrink myself. And, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it be trying to climb a corporate ladder or get a bigger house or whatever that external thing is, there's usually an internal voice telling you from different, you know, different areas, um, whether it be, you know, more emotional or more soul or, you know, whatever, how you want to, how you want to look at it. There's usually a little voice inside saying, Hey, I'm not okay. I need help. I need support. And yeah, we need to be able to, to get still and have the vulnerability and courage to listen to it. Well, that gives me chills thinking about those, you know, that thought of like, who, you know, who, whose life have I even been lived? Like when he said that, that hit me hard because like, I feel like I've been there. Like I've been to that. I've, I've been in that emotion before and which was very helpful in getting me this way, but that is a real honest feeling right there. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Something you mentioned, because I think people don't necessarily know what it is in our family systems, IFS. Mm-hmm. What is that? Yeah, it's um, it's parts work uh, that it was, I guess it, I want to say in, invented or created um, by Richard Schwartz, um, who is a who had been a longtime family therapist. So he's very used to working with actual fam family systems and, you know, moms, dads, kids and Oftentimes, he know, you know, they were given this idea if we just fix uh, or if we just separate, you know, somebody from one person, then that'll fix all the problems. Or if we fix the kid here, then that's going to fix the whole family situation. And he, he was realizing that there was never, you know, anything actually um, changing. And then he, so without going into all of his stuff, his, his no bad parts books, uh, book is really good. Um, I recommend the audiobook. but anyways, he, um, he eventually came to see that we actually have this a similar system working within us. So, you know, we have these different parts within us that are, are helping us navigate life. You know, we have our firefighters, um, you know, I often look at my alcohol use as a firefighter because it was there to quickly put out whatever was coming up for me. You know, when I'm was even being an entrepreneur, when I'm in my business and I'm really hyper focused to the point where I'm not taking care of myself, it's almost like that like firefighter thing to make sure I'm not facing any of the bad stuff or the stuff that makes me feel sad or makes me feel shameful. Um, things that it may prevent me from processing them. However, they are there because they felt like they needed to be there. And within that example, it helped me even realize with my IFS therapist that my time with alcohol was really something that was protecting me to even survive from the trauma that I had experienced because I was not in a place where I could have dealt with that at the time. Um, so that's really, that really helped me kind of change my mind around that, you know, and I hold, um, you know, there's other childhood traumas. Um, a lot of women hold sexual trauma and we do just like we can feel it sometimes in our body, you know, a lot, some people have back pains or, you know, neck pains that they've had forever. They're chronic. Um, and oftentimes can be related back to energy flow and blockages that are happening because of previous traumas. Um, 
And so it's kind of that deeper work that you're going, you're going in a bit deeper and you're, it's challenging you to accept your, your parts in these, even, you know, some of them are um, parts that want to say these negative things and, and say these things like you're not good enough, or you can't do this um, because that's something they learned how to be at some age. And oftentimes these parts will be frozen in time from when the trauma happened. But the the biggest work is is really defining, you know, these different parts, why they're there, having that conversation with them, you know, if they want to, if they're showing up and letting them know that you love them, you have new tools in your toolbox now, you thank them for what they've done. So it really just, I it creates this ultimate level of high vibration, ultimate love energy, you know, within your body. And it helps you understand more about how your body works. And, you know, on my bad days or when I even actually, sorry, let me use a real life example. Um, cause it was actually pretty powerful when it happened, but my husband and I were having like a regular day in the kitchen. And, um, he had said something that triggered a part. Um, but of course in the second, in that second, I didn't notice it, but he said something like that. I felt I was dismissed and I was like, don't dismiss me. And I got like really upset and we started yelling about stuff that just, and it just like, didn't make any sense to what had happened. And at some point I looked at him and I said, you know, Travis, this is not, this is a part right now that was really triggered by something you said. And I, I was like, and I can't continue this because that part is what wants to be at the front right now. I need time to go and process this and being able to like walk away and sit and realize like, oh, wow, I just kind of unlocked a new thing about myself. I, I just now have connected completely with that part. And that part feels better because it was acknowledged and heard in that moment. You know, it was dismissed, not that Travis was trying to dismiss me or, or that part, but it felt that from the past and it was doing what it felt like it needed to, to survive the moment. And for me, I was able to hear it, acknowledge it, and then provide it the time and processing that it needed to navigate that better. And, and what a wonderful gift because now I feel more confident and trusting my relationship and myself within it. But, you know, and also thanks, thankfully my husband was very understanding and gave me that space too, but I'm also just able to show myself real true self-love and that only comes back in waves. Mm, that's so beautiful. Like the level of compassion and self-awareness understanding is just, it's so life-changing instead of wondering like mm. what's wrong with me, which some people default to versus like approaching it from such a different energy um, and such a different perspective. That's beautiful. And I'll, I'll drop the name of that below no bad parts audiobook into the show notes in case anyone wants to check it out. Cause that would be super beneficial for, for listeners to learn that and integrate that into their lives. Yeah. Let him explain it to you. And he has some exercises in there. It's really great. It's really great. And I, um, but I hope that that real life example gave you enough. Cause that's really, you know, the core of what you get from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jessica, really what I hear in the story that you just shared is, um, total acceptance 
you know, being able to be aware of this part and um, not even have to know necessarily what it was at the time, but just know that you felt dismissed to have that awareness to not what I hear is what you didn't do is go, what is this thing? And why am I triggered? And now we're yelling, right? Like beating yourself up. Instead, you said you had the awareness And then really like what I sense from the parts work is being able to love them all. Like another thing that I've heard you Mm. say, even in your ADHD, you know, how do I learn how to work with it? This is a part of me and I want to learn how can we just like with our podcast, how can we collaborate? How can we make this feel more expansive and cohesive? Um, And so really what I hear is awareness with acceptance and self-love because you didn't go into, oh, what is this part? And why am I this way? You know, you just went, this is what I'm feeling. I'm going to communicate this to my partner because this is what this part needs and to give it the space to process. Like Victoria, you were just talking about how so many people can just be busy and in the rhythm of life, but to pause and go, okay, part, I see you. Let me take a step back because you're running the show right now. (laughs) Right. It's amazing. (laughs) Like that is such an example of awareness with acceptance and self-love. And that's one of the concepts that um, really, I would say, is such a huge part of the life coaching that both Jessica and I, uh, the curriculum that we've gone through and that, uh, you know, is really such a core part of this work that we do is, um, again, just such an example. Victoria, when you were saying you have these people who come and they go, I'm 70 years old. And, you know, now what have I done? Basically reflecting back and feeling like, you know, maybe they were living for someone else or what they did wasn't enough. And I so often have people reflect to me like, oh, you're so young. And how do you know these things? And, you know, almost like wishing that they would have known. And I have to just really remind them, right? Like they, I believe that they weren't ready maybe at that time, just like Jessica, when you were in your addiction, you weren't ready to be sober Mm -hmm. at that time, of course. And so, you know, these people who maybe are reflecting back and going like, oh man, I don't know. It's like, how do we bring that awareness with acceptance and self-love even then? And I think that um, that's where the work happens. That's where the growth happens too, because it's being able to really take that pause and go, yes, I am 70 years old. And yes, um, you know, reflecting back, maybe I would have done things differently, but I'm here now. And being able to work with people and help them get to that point where they can really accept what they're not accepting and love the parts of themselves that they're hating. You know, it's like, oh, that is just where the magic happens. I love that. And so if someone's listening, they're like, well, that sounds amazing. I want to, you know, be more mindful. I want to have more self-compassion, awareness and acceptance. Is there any type of tools or tips or something kind of action that you can give to them they can take away? Well, one of my um, favorite questions, and this is almost kind of going back into the parts a little bit, but just um, in the pause, like taking a deep breath, right? Jessica, you said stepping away from the conversation, but like if you're in front of the thing that you're reacting to, I like to create space. Sometimes creating space is just a deep breath, Um, creating a little bit of that space though. And really, I like to close down my eyes. If there isn't an opportunity for that, that's okay too. You can do this anywhere. 
But just to take that deep breath, connect to your heart. And um, I like to ask myself, what do I need? And I mean, I could even take it farther and ask each of my bodies what they need. So like, okay, physical body, what do you need most right now? What do you need? What would be the most nourishing thing for you or most supportive thing? Um, And following through with that, right? Like if it is the walk, then actually taking that walk, you know, if it is rest, which also sometimes it's going to be rest, taking that next step. But that powerful question, having that self-inquiry, like getting real with myself when no one else is around to me, that's what integrity is. It's like when no one else is around and I'm like, Ooh, body, what do you need? And I'm like, Ooh, I need my body's like, I need that celery juice. I'm like, Ooh, but that chocolate chip cookie, you know? And it's Mm -hmm. like being able to really tune in. Some days I do need that chocolate chip cookie because I'm craving chocolate and actually that dark, rich chocolate's probably going to help in some way, you know? So just being able to, (laughs) yes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it usually does help. We love cacao. And I mean, like I use, I love using, um, chocolate and like the magnesium too, especially around my cycle with cramps. Um, so yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, the answer isn't always celery juice, you know, like it's, but that's the point. Like that's the point. Sometimes it is chocolate and that's enough too. (laughs) Mm Hmm. I love that. Oh, I love cacao. I lived in Bali for three years and I would go to yes. so many, like, oh, just the best there. Um, <laughs> and go to so many woman circles and cacao ceremonies mm. and ecstatic dances and like really just connected to my to my body, but also to other women. And it was so powerful. And that's why I think I love podcast so much is because it's such a special space to connect to and gather with women and create that sisterhood. And so Talk to me a little bit about your significance, the significance of that for you guys. Cause I think you guys have like a sister support circle, retreat, that kind of thing. So talk to me about the gathering of women. Yeah. I love that you mentioned Bali. I, when I was there, they do represent, they just represent the feminine so well. Like you just feel it. We, we had a tour guide, um, who took us around the temples and he just, I, to even hear a man talk about a woman like that was just so impressive. But his idea, you know, their, their idea is that, you know, this, the masculine is there to create a supportive space for the feminine to dance. And I was like, Oh my God, I love you guys. I never wanted to leave, but, um, uh, but I love that you pulled that up. And I think, um, you know, Mackenzie and I have definitely experienced retreat and women, women's circles and gatherings, um, different separately and together many times, um, Mackenzie and her mother who do amazing retreats, um, always have, we, I, it always feels like a wonderful gathering of women. And I know for me, um, I get so much healing out of it because I do love to feel like I have a safe space to be vulnerable it was something I did not have growing up. Um, it was a very quiet house. It was something that I, you know, I had to be very, you know, I had to be stifled pretty, you know, I couldn't be vulnerable because I was scary for the people around me. So to be able to be somewhere where I can feel like I can safely be vulnerable and trust these women in my space, and then also sit and listen to their stories and hear their wisdom and what they've come from and just get how connected we all already are on so many levels all of that that I just mentioned is just incredible healing, like to your core. I mean, it's like having a sound bath or, you know, having acupuncture, you are 
it revitalizing your energy flow and you're doing something that's really um ancestral to us i mean women have been gathering for centuries to heal together to be vulnerable to raise children to to gossip and chat and say hey this is you know my husband did this i mean you're you know they're having the same conversations they just used to do it as ritual back then and i think that's what you know Mackenzie and I really want to bring back is the heart of that. And, um, you know, we're starting with our gratitude sister circle, which is a free and virtual event. Um, and it's meant to, it's for right before Thanksgiving. So it's meant to really help you, um, take that retreat for yourself, come and feel some support from the other women, um, that'll be there. Uh, right before all the craziness happens of where some of us may not find ourselves feeling enough, or maybe we're feeling really pulled and overwhelmed. Um, so being able to get a chance to feel that gratitude together and what we have, what we have to celebrate within ourselves so that they can take that energy throughout, um, the holidays as a good reminder. Um, Mackenzie, you want to talk about the, the retreat for resolutions one? Yeah, uh, we've also got Retreat for Resolutions coming over the New Year's. So one of our um, intentions is, of course, to celebrate right where we are and to not have to set New Year's resolutions. And so we are taking this opportunity to invite others to rebel against resolution with us. And um, we have a five-day virtual retreat going on. In that retreat, we'll have um, different live events like a virtual cacao ceremony, a sister circle, a group coaching call, um, and then we'll have some other resources that'll go right to your inbox, like some journal prompts and a meditation. So it's really intended to help you kind of ease out of 2023 and into 2024. And it's also kicking off the start of our membership program. So we'll have a three-tiered membership program starting in January, 2024. So Retreat from Resolution is kind of the kickstart to all that goodness and our celebration. Um, so yeah, those are going to be coming up. If the Thanksgiving Gratitude Circle is something that you're interested in, we'll definitely link it below. Again, it is a free offering. So just come as you are. And it's really for anyone who wants a little bit of support. And I think one of our intentions in providing this space is um, so that we can really remember what the holidays are about, which is feeling the love and the warmth and the gratitude. Um, so we're going to just at least come together and feel that together as a family in our space. Um, so mm. we're really looking forward to that. And um, yeah. Well, sign me up. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. Is this late at night? Is this is this cohesive with Portugal time or am I pulling in an early night, early morning? Situation? It would be a little earlier than or. I guess around this time, a little earlier than this. Okay, than perfect. The time I will clear my now. schedule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, the resolutions thing is, I think celebrating us ourselves where we are too is just such an important part of being enough. And the winter time is really meant for us to, you know, take it easy and, and take that time to reflect and be like, hey, look what I've done and look where I am. And, you know, and just kind of, yeah, ease into it and make, you know, you don't have to have all the expectations that I think society wants us to have in, in New Year's. 
time the new year's time so mm -hmm. um, we're excited about it i just can't i mean it's like one of probably one of my favorite things to do is just get together and share and share space with women so i love it i like oh i love i'm going to a meetup on friday like that and just the power of sitting in circles and sharing and i was saying to you guys i think before we started recording i just got off a month in spain 18 women all together and like every night mm -hmm. it was sharing each other like sharing stories and it was hugs and vulnerability and permission to be how you are and just an acceptance of that and it was so healing and so beautiful to be in such a big space such a big group of women for such an extended period of time with such mm -hmm. love and vulnerability and non-judgment and acceptance and it was just freaking amazing so everyone listening yeah definitely go and <laughs> check out what you guys are up to and you guys instagram so what's your handle we are on Instagram at it's the good enough podcast. And then you can also find all of our information on the good enough podcast.com and binge all of our episodes and find all of the event details and upcoming things on there. Amazing. Thank you guys so much for coming on. This was Thank fabulous, you. lovely, wonderful. And I uh, appreciate both of you guys. We appreciate Thank you. you so Thank much. you. Thank you so much for listening to this amazing episode. If you loved it as much as I did, I invite you to please rate and review. It really does mean the world to me and only takes just a few seconds. Having these reviews helps me to get even more incredible guests just like today. So I please, please, please ask you to do a quick review right now. In addition to that, I would love for you to follow me over on Instagram. That is at Victoria Evans official. Please send me a message letting me know what you thought of this episode, as well as if you have any other types of guests you'd love to have on the show. I'm also over on TikTok. That is at Intuitive Eating with Vic. Vic is spelled V-I-C. In addition to that, if you're curious to learn more about my signature 90 Days to Food Freedom one-on-one -on -one coaching program, I invite you to book a free consult call on Calendly. That is www.calendly.com forward slash Victoria Evans forward slash 30 minutes. And again, all this will be below for you in the show notes. And again, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I hope you have a fabulous day. Bye-bye.